Welcome to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We have Q&A, many times we get asked questions, and uh, some pertain to the Godhead, the work of the ministry, Mark of the Beast, etc. But had an interesting question from a dear brother the other day, and wanted to uh, cover his question. And his question is, if Jesus is my brother, then what am I? because he was made in his image. So am I. Please, this is a real question. Can you help? Now, when we took, uh, we take the scriptures in Genesis 1, 26, uh, God said, let us make man in our own image, plural personal pronouns, and, and in our likeness. Our image, our likeness. These are plural personal pronouns, which are not persons, as we see in Genesis 1:27, the very next verse. So God made man in his own image, male and female created he, them, singular personal pronoun. Now the image of God has not flesh. It is uh, the attributes of God. For example, when he said, let us make man in our own image, who, are the us, the uses, so to speak. Well, we have to look at the very next verse because it goes to singular personal pronouns. So God made man in his own image, male and female, created he them. So now it behooves us to find the revelation of Jesus, which will not be on the surface. We have to dig, dig deep to find that rock in the truth. When there seems to be an apparent contradiction, it will always be for a deeper spiritual truth that will not be revealed in the flesh, but in the spirit. So the letter killeth, but the spirit give the life. When we see in Proverbs 8 that Jesus and all of his attributes, we see three attributes of God in particular, wisdom, knowledge, prudence. We also know he's our powerful. He's almighty. So there is power. There is peace. There's joy. But we find three uh, distinguishable attributes of God in Proverbs 8. Notice that wisdom is using a plural, a singular personal pronoun rather than a plural. It says, I wisdom I was daily his delight. Well, I wisdom is a singular personal pronoun. And wisdom is an attribute of God himself, one of his attributes. So there's many, many attributes. And these are spelled out for us in the Allah through the Tav, the Hebrew ABC theory, which is the longest chapter in your Bible, which talks about Jesus in all his glory and attributes. He is the Allah through the Tav. He is the Alpha to the Omega. He is the beginning to the ending. He's the Almighty, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, Revelation 1.8. Now, the question is, if he's in the image of God, then so am I. What am I? Well, now we have to take a good look at that. There we find Adam was in the image of God, and it talks about that he didn't stop there. Male and female created he them. Genesis 1. Genesis 2 tells us how he did it. No contradiction. 
But we see in Genesis 2 that we find that he took a rib out of Adam's side and there made he woman. Now, when we take a good look at that, we're going to see he made them one. They appear, they will appear to flesh. Now, when he makes, when we're made in the image of God, we're talking about the attributes. Uh, when he said, let us make man in our own image, all the attributes of God came forward. Love came forward. Wisdom came forward. Uh, I, wisdom dwelt with prudence. Prudence came forward. With me is understanding, Proverbs 8. Understanding came forward. Well, all of these attributes there, God used in creating the heaven and the earth by himself alone, Isaiah 44, 24. He spanned the heaven alone and the earth by myself, God said. Well, he's not speaking to angels. He's not speaking of Father talking to the Son of the Holy Ghost, which is a total lie because there's only one spirit, no spirit junior, and no third person of the Godhead. <clears throat> and that's what God is revealing now to all the world for a witness unto all nations, that he alone is God. The attributes of God are what Adam had, and when he breathed into him, the breath of life breathed into Adam's nostrils, formed of the dust of the ground, and fashioned that clay, and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. That's the Neshama. That breath of life there in God's own spirit did not make him a, 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 a spirit that he is, but he gave him the image of that. The only express image of God that is God himself, the die-cast mold, is Jesus himself, Colossians 1.15. Jesus, who is the image of God. In Hebrews 1.3, it said he's the express image of God. Of God. The express image of God is the die-cast mold. In other words, God in all of his fullness and all of his glory revealed in that one body of flesh, Colossians 2, 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily in one body. In the days of his flesh, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but he crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust made and under the law. Then he brought us back to that divine nature of God that he glorified his own human back to himself. Now, that is very important to understand. <clears throat> God made Adam there and Eve, but Adam called them both Adam. That's very important. Until after the fall in Genesis 3. After the fall, Adam named Eve life giver because she was the life of all living. And we have the first proto-evangel in Genesis 3.15. That talking to the serpent. I'm going to put enmity or enemy between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Thou shalt bruise his head and thou shalt bruise his heel. <clears throat> Not her heel, his heel. That is the man child, Christ Jesus, who will crush Satan's head. Now, Adam, there in Genesis 3, we know that by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. And therefore, there become death upon all men. In Adam, all die. Well, as the offenses of one, one man, those also the free gift is of one, one man. God had to have a man. 
Now, going back to where we are now, that we have to be born again, there we have lost this uh, companionship and communion with God that we had before that in Adam he had as uh, the federal head of the creation. But Adam fell. Therefore, a microcosm of all creation, all creation fell because God had put Adam over all the work of his hands. He was to do two things, replenish the earth and subdue it. There, he did not, he did not accomplish it. In Genesis 3, we have where Adam literally ate of the tree of knowledge and by that disobedience brought death upon all mankind. Now, he did have a residue of the spirit. Now, when we made, he made them one, that is, male and female, created he them, Genesis 1.27. They were in the image of God, not flesh, but in the attributes, that nature of God. They had uh, that wisdom came forward. Therefore, man had wisdom. Love came forward, another attribute of God. Therefore, man, mankind had love. Uh, Understanding came forward. Man had understanding. Peace came forward. Therefore, peace there was in an attribute of Adam. All of these attributes were there in the nature of Adam, not so much as flesh, but God is God is spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. There he sought a holy seed, but Adam fell. Because of that fall, that literally put everything, all creation, in groaning and moaning under sin, under the death penalty. Therefore, we find that we, the body there, to be in the body of Christ, we must be born again. Now, every man, even though they have not been born again, is still in the image of God that is above. Uh, mammals and the phylum of uh, the primates, man stands above all in God's creation simply because he's very important and he created man in his own image. By doing that, even though man had failed, we find there in Malachi, take a look there in Malachi 2 and verse 15. Malachi talks about this creation of God in the image and after the fall. This is Adam after the fall and by the sweat of his brow will he, uh, the ground will bring forth thorns and thistles, the curse there, and the woman will be saved in childbearing. And he set cherubim at the east end of the garden of God and a flaming sword turning ever which way to keep the way of the tree of life. We all know that. But where did man and how low did man fall? Well, we know he, he broke communion with God because he sinned. That separated the human race, their male and female, from God who is holy, his spirit. It had to be redeemed back. But even in the fallen state, notice that God made Adam a helpmate. And making Adam a helpmeet, it states there in Genesis how God did, male and female, created 
he them. And we find that they, the Lord brought all the animals and all of his creation there before Adam to see what he would name them. And Adam named each of the animals and such of God. And it says <clears throat> that all of these that came forward, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat, freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, where did Adam go? How far did he go? Here we go. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Now, there we have out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them, all that creation of God. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof, the name there giving that essence or the intrinsic value of that beast or that fowl. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. <clears throat> Keyword, but for Adam, there was not found an helpmeet for him. There's the helpmeet. And this is Genesis 2, verse 21. Now, this is what we're focusing on. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Now that is not of the dust of the ground, but the Adam that he had already created in his image and literally breathed in him the breath of life, breathed in his nostrils, and he became a living soul. And then Adam needed a helpmeet. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, not created, made. So he created Adam first, the man first, and then, then the female. Not first the female, then then Adam, but Adam, and he called them both Adam and brought her unto the man. God did. All the work of God. And now Adam said, this is now bone of my bones. Now we're speaking in Ephesians 5, a mystery concerning Christ and the church. It's very important that we understand this because God loved us so much that he himself made a self-imposed limitation, made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6, and took on the form of a servant. God himself is that servant. He's not a second person of the Godhead. He's found in fashion as a man, God himself. And that we see in Isaiah 43, 10. Before God, there was no God form, neither shall be after him. He is God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer. He is our kinsman Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That is... Uh, Isaiah 43, 15. Now, when we get this revelation, then it makes uh, the water clears up, so to speak, spiritually. And what happens is that God made them one 
And even though they say there's two flesh, God says there's but one. Why? Because the woman was bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. The woman is of the man, woe man, of the man. That's one flesh there. Somebody said, well, no, there's two. She's walking there and he's walking here. There's two flesh. No, because uh, the intrinsic value of that woman is of the man. There's only one. He created them one. And that's very important to see. So therefore, as we discover what image that we are in now, even in a fallen state before we're born again, we have to see where we are in God's sight. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman of the man and brought her into the man. Now, Adam said, this is now bone of my bones. Not a separate bone, that's bone of my bones. And flesh of my flesh, she's of me. There's only one flesh there. She shall be called woman, capital W-O-M-A-N, because she was taken out of the man, capital M, which will be uh, denoting revelation for us concerning Christ, who is the man, who is that, no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven, man in the supreme sense is spirit. A human is a man encased in a humus body, human. But man in the supreme sense, capital M-A-N, there is in the image of God, the supreme man. Now, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Why? Going back for God to create them one. Call them both Adam. We see that in Genesis. Only after the fall did Adam then name Eve life giver, but before God called them both Adam because they were one flesh. Very important to see. The woman is bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, that is where we're born, born of Jesus, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, or of blood, but we're born of the Spirit. And that is those that are born again, are born of the Spirit of God. Now, we are not the only begotten, expressed image of God as Jesus is that Spirit revealed. He is the Father revealed. He is the Emmanuel God with us. How did Jesus make the way for us to be bone of his bone, not spirit, but bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. As long as he's in the world, he is that flesh. He is that God manifest in flesh. That is 1 Timothy 3.16. God was manifest in the flesh. Now is God still manifest in the flesh there? Well, that. God Almighty that was manifest in the flesh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has gone back to the Father. He is a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. He's the express image of God, the die-cast mold, of which we all will be in the image of after we overcome and crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. We have to mortify the deeds of the flesh because the flesh is enmity against the spirit. 
spirit is enmity against the flesh and to be protectors of God's holy divine nature, then we have to, through obedience of the scriptures, through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, that we are made partakers of his divine nature, not ours, there, and escape the corruption of the world through lust. So we're not conformed to this world. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is progressive glorification, going from newborn babies to little children to young men to fathers. And then we're sealed uh, there in that last day sealing in the apocalyptic signal of Revelation 7. Those are the ones that are full grown. Now notice, at that time, that woman, God looks at male and female being one. That's the reason he hates divorce and putting away. Now, he states that also, that in that days that the, the Lord Jesus Christ that we find that in Malachi 2, uh, verse 15, here we go. Malachi is pointing to this truth, that God made them one, male and female, but they were one flesh, because a woman is of the man, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. And as Paul spoke, I speak a mystery concerning Christ and the church, that a man shall leave his father and mother, cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Why? Because the woman is of the man. There we find this truth, where is man now? Even in a fallen state, can we say he's trash and no good and we can slaughter him, go to war and kill, and take the life of another individual uh, there and say, well, we're void of it because he has no value because he's, he's fallen. He's fallen from grace. He has no communion with God and therefore separated from God. So we have a right to destroy uh, the ones that are not born again. Obviously not. How important is the man and the woman before God who were made in God's image? If the man there, even in before Eve was created, we find that Male and female created he them, Genesis 1.27. So we cannot say the woman has no value because there's no male or female in God. Why? Because male and female created he them in the image of God, Genesis 1.27. But mankind failed, failed there from grace and fell out of communion with God. Now, Malachi is pointing to this in Malachi 2, verse 15. And he said, did not he make one? God made one, male and female. And they were only one because he took the woman, which is flesh, out of Adam's rib, out of his side. And we study that, and that rib is more than just one rib. It's the little side of beef out of him. Just as when Jesus was on the cross, out of his side, longinous with a spear pierced his side, forthwith there came water and blood. That's how we're born of the water and the spirit. We're born again through Jesus, being born of his bone, flesh of his flesh, 
through being born of the Spirit. And that's a mystery concerning Christ and the church with a male and female. There, Malachi points to that and said, did not God make them one? Male and female, because the woman was of the man. Yet, had he the residue of the Spirit, the residue, a remnant, even though man fell, he didn't lose every attribute. He still can love. He can still have wisdom. He can still grow in knowledge. He can still have a peace there, but not as God gives until he's born again. But still, there is a remnant, a residue of the Spirit. God not just literally wiped him out and said he's void and we destroy mankind. No, he made a way for mankind to be born again and to be reconciled back to him. So therefore, man has very much value before God. He is in the image of God, even though in a failed state, yet not born again. Then he must be born again to have access to the kingdom of heaven. And this is what Malachi is pointing to here. Where are we now? He has a residue of the Spirit. So therefore, we speak evil of no man. Why? Because he's in the image of God. And God created him. And he died and shed his blood for every man, for all the world. He died for all the world, not just for a few. So therefore, we do not have the right to pick one over another. God has no respect of persons and not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And look, at why did he make them one? Why did he make male and female? Why not just make a race and that's it, like he did with the angelic force? and the angels of heaven that don't procreate, and there they are. Well, he was looking for a holy, godly seed. And that's what Malachi is stating here. He said, did not God make them one? Did not he make them one? Yet had he the residue of the Spirit, and he is Adam. Even after the fall, and the woman also, even after the fall, and wherefore one? Why did God make one to begin with? Why did he make a male and a female to begin with? That he might seek a godly seed. That's godliness. Godliness is the life of God manifest in our human race. He made a way, a provision for it. He made a restitution or reconciliation there for us to be saved. And it's simply by the propitiation and expiation of uh, the sin through the blood of Jesus Christ, and there's no other way. That's the lifeblood that Jesus shed on the cross. Therefore, he's still seeking for a godly seed, even though we fell and all mankind has failed, yet we have a residue of the Spirit. There is still a goodness and quality about mankind that it is good along with evil, but yet mankind can experience uh, still the love, the joy, peace, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. We still have a consciousness. We didn't just literally be, get obliterated. So therefore, in the fallen state, we still have a residue of the spirit. Therefore, take heed to your spirit, Malachi says, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. Why? 
because God's seeking for a godly seed and the believing husband and that has an unbelieving wife uh, sanctifies your children yet uh, lest they be unclean. Otherwise, they'd be unclean. That's 1 Corinthians 7. So it's very important that we understand that God loves uh, every individual, though he be angry with the wicked every day. But we do not have the right to say, okay, God uh, is a respecter of persons, and because we are saved, they're not. That We are above because we were all at one time. Consider our former conversation. Remember where we came from. To show the love of God, we manifest the love of God to even our neighbor, love our neighbors ourselves, and we don't overcome evil with evil. We overcome evil with good. That's the why God showed his love, and we are to show our love to mankind. That is the reason why, even though that we're in a fallen state, not born again, haven't come to the measure of the statue of Jesus yet, but will in perfection, the body of Christ being perfected to the image of, to the fullness of the image of Jesus Christ, that we are called for, for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among, among many brethren. He's looking for a godly seed. And those that he predestined them, he called them, that he called, he justified them, that he justified. He also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. It all goes back to God's love. There was this God's plan. Was he willingly wanting man to sin? No, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. That's our God that is a God of love. He is the Lord God that changes not. Otherwise, you sons of Jacob would be consumed. He is the Lord whose grace and mercy flows is from everlasting to everlasting. His mercy, his mercy endureth forever. Well, I hope this has been, and as best I can answer your question, that even in a fallen state, we have the residue of the Spirit because God's love is always toward us. Even though that we have fell and we are in a degenerate, uh, lost situation, and Adam all die but we have a provision made for us. All we have to do is be born of the water of the Spirit, and then uh, through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, come to the message of the statue of Jesus Christ, having entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Well, if this has brought uh, a witness to your spirit, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please let us hear from you. Sailing God's people at dentispirit.org is my email. Love to hear from you. Well, we pray that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.